afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the Influential You podcast. I'm Josh D'Amigo, program faculty member for Influential You and your host for our weekly podcast. Today, we're joined by Brian Donovan, a dedicated advocate of powerful and practical leadership with over 40 years of experience coaching technical experts into leaders. This is a skill set often overlooked by management at large organizations, and Brian specializes in helping people get the most out of their leadership roles and actually turn into the leaders they need to be. He's found that the most outstanding leaders have the ability to influence the people around them. Well, today we'll be discussing what he learned about using influence in a more focused way what he learned about himself and his own assets and liabilities in the process. And he's going to tell you how an old dog really can learn new tricks when they do the deliberate practice necessary to achieve their aims. Brian's got a fantastic book called Leadership is Changing the Game, and it's wonderful and it's available on his website or anywhere that you purchase fine reading material. And we'll tell you more about that in just a little bit. He joins us from Victoria, Australia, where he lives with his beautiful new bride of under a year or just over a year, I think. Ruth, it's nice to see you. If you would be so kind for everyone else, please hit the like button that you have in front of you, comment during or after the show, or follow us so that we know that you're listening, and join me in welcoming Brian Donovan to the Influential You podcast. Now, Brian, you've been a coach for longer than I've been alive, just off of a basic mathematical equation that I did in my, in my math uh, skills just now on paper. What could you possibly need to study at Influential U for? Great question, Josh. Yes, well, thank you. Thanks for having me. And I guess you're talking about all this gray hair. So <laughs> I've got a lot of scars and battles we'll talk about. But now as for joining Influential You and learning, I think you're always learning and growing. Mm. Uh, I know we're two storytellers, so getting us together on a podcast is a dangerous mission. <laughs> I'm likely to tell stories, but my story to tell you about that is that I had a, a friend who just passed away last year. He was 101, almost 101. He made it wow. to 100. Uh, but he was always up to new things. He's my role model, really. Like, he's... I, the way that uh, I could put it, Josh, is his future is always bigger than his past. Even, mm. at, even at 100, he was still up to new things and pursuing stuff. So I, I think you're always learning and growing. And the influential you is really a great way to keep stretching your mind and thinking about new things. So that's what drew me into it. I guess we'll talk some more about that. Yeah, and I love that too, Brian, because we've worked together a, an awful lot over the last year in, in, in some change, and I've always just felt so wonderful working with you in, in a sense of I'm looking up to you, but at the same time, we're kind of coaching back and forth in a lot of ways, and I've, I've found that you are just an absolute wonderful student as well as a coach, and I think that's really valuable in the business that you are in, in executive coaching. I'd love to hear a little bit about your coaching business Maybe what inspired you to get into coaching all those years ago and, 
and tell me a little bit about the business itself, your expertise. Yeah, thanks, Josh. And yeah, likewise, it's been great working with you and I really admire what you've been doing on the podcast and, and John before you and um, been listening to the podcast for many years. I've been stalking Influential You for a long time, so uh, <laughs> it was great to finally get in. But about my work, well, most of my career is spent in the major telco in Australia here. It's a bit like your AT&T. It's called Telstra. Probably got the same customer service problems you have. Um, but I was always working with technical people who, you know, engineers, IT people, researchers, often really smart people who, you know, minimum had a PhD or master's degree and, you know, was specialised in their field and really great in their field and their career would go, you know, like at a vertical, using my hands here just to illustrate, but it's going like in a vertical line and a narrow specialty area. And sometimes that... Uh, thing would happen is that they would be so good in the specialised field that management would say, we're going to make you a leader. And then it goes, instead of vertical and specialised, it goes like horizontal and it's very broad and yeah. suddenly the kind of specialised knowledge is the, the term we use at around influential you, the specialised knowledge that you are known for and got you into the job is now, it's not like it's irrelevant but it's like needs to be reinvented to use the term we'd use in the transaction cycle. You know, you need now to figure out how to get results through people. And that's a very complex challenge. And I think it requires people to build their influence. And in the, in the book that you kindly referred to, Leadership is Changing the Game, I talk about it as an influence curve. So you've got to go exponentially up the curve to influence people, people above you, people below you, beside you, your vendors and suppliers. It's all about influence. You've got to get results through people. You don't always have the authority to just tell them. You've got to find ways to, as we would say in Influential You, we've got to find ways to transact with them, to exchange with them. Yeah. And so I really codified all that uh, learning I'd had over the years working with people. It wasn't always called coaching, but I was often working with these really bright technical people. I'm sure you recognise the description. It happens in nearly every field, just nearly everybody's career starts in some narrow subject matter area. You get better and better at that. You get more specialised and you get known for that. And then usually the reward is, if you want to advance your career, the usual thing is you get promoted into leadership. And it's just often the case that people are not prepared for that. They're, particularly in the technology field, they're often just then thrown into that without any development and, you know, sink or swim. And Yeah. 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 Like, there, like there's, there's some way to just transfer that knowledge that they've gained to be really good at what they've learned to do to other people automatically. And as you and I both know, that's just simply not so. In fact, we were talking before the show and I said at an old company, we used to call it being promoted to incompetence or you basically <laughs> get promoted and you keep going up the promotion until you can't handle it anymore and then they drop you. And it's, it's quite often the case in many organizations that that is the situation. As a sales guy myself, I've worked at sales organizations and you sell and you sell and you're really good at it. 
And then the reward for all of your great sales is now you need to manage all of these salespeople. When you and I both know that's like hurting kittens. Like it's going to be really <laughs> tough to manage yeah. salespeople. It's two completely different skill sets. And then we can even talk about the difference between management and leadership. So I love really the idea that the title or the management, you help them transition into that new role. Tell me, how did you find that to be something that you were passionate about? Why did that become something that you dedicated so much time in your career to? Yeah, well, I guess I was always doing it in my corporate uh, executive experience, Josh. And then I was, for a while, I was a CEO of a small enough for profit uh, group. And I was always sort of seeing that this challenge in leadership is really how to get things done, get results through other people. Whereas, you know, a good example you raised in your sales days when you're a salesperson, you, you know, you've got individual results to produce. But when you become the uh, sales manager, then the whole team's got to produce results. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, how do you harness the best of the team and how do you build, have them be great leaders? And I think that all boils down to influence. It's yeah. sometimes people call it, oh, you got to get good at communication, which is kind of it, but I think it's not enough because it's like communication in order to what? You know, yeah. just have them like you or you know, have a nice day. It's not, it's, it's communication to get some results. Yeah. And really that's what the influence is about that, you know, you need to get better and better at doing that. Like, uh, I yeah. think you you made a good point about the starting point often for people is, well, I've seen a leader that I liked, maybe I could be like them, but I've found in my coaching judgments better to talk to people about, how do we take what you've got to a new level? Mm. You know, how do we take a strength you've got? And let's say, like a lot of the people I work with, Josh, in the tech field, they got into that area because they love solving problems. Mm. You know, it's, a, it's an inherent strength they have to solve problems. My, my youngest son is a good example. He was building computers when he would have been about 10. He's in the tech field now. He just loves solving problems. But now in leadership, you've got a different problem. Hmm. You know, it's not the it's not the technical problem anymore. It's not the uh, individual solutions. It's the people problems. And as we know, um, people are the more complex problem you could, you could ever find. Yeah. So you've got to, as a leader, then say, how do I take this strength I have, this problem-solving strength, now and apply it in a new domain? The new demands with people rather than, you know, solving my technical problems. Yeah, it's really good. And I, I love that you have kind of the, the ability to see both sides of it, right? Because to me, it's, you don't get to press, you know, LOAD quote, you know, forward slash forward slash whatever you want into the computer and have it run the algorithm uh, in a person. People don't work that way. It takes a lot yeah. more finesse. It takes a lot yeah. more you know, people skills. And I, I find that, a lot of people say, you know, communication, communication, and it's kind of a broad brushstroke when what they're really yeah. talking about is that word influence, but it's got a weird thing to it, like, like um, manipulation yeah. or yeah. when really it's inescapable. We are always influencing one another as we move about our days. 
we're just a little bit more intentional about it at Influential You, and we hope you're doing it ethically. I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, in your coaching, maybe some of the the, the wins that you had had, because you'd been doing it for a good amount of years before you came to us. And it seems like there was something that we were struggling with in your business that was we were kind of a solution for. So I'd love to hear sort of how it was going and why you yeah. finally decided, hey, this is the right time to study with Influential You. Yes, yes, okay. Um, look, as I said, I was stalking Influential You for a couple of years, really. Um, people like Pam Millist and Barry Anderson here in Melbourne had said, you that. should look at this. And I went, yeah, okay. And I, it's so generous that uh, Influential You offer the, you know, 30 days you can try before you buy. And um, <laughs> there was a number of also public webinars that, you know, if you if you haven't done any influential training, I'd, I'd recommend to people to jump on those. And I was on one and asked a question of John Patterson, the CEO of Influential You. It was really about sales. And um, he made a comment, Josh, which was really just struck home. He said, well, maybe you're not the right person to make the sales. Because I, I was saying, look, at you know, I get on well with people. I like people. They like me. You know, what's up with when it comes to the sale, I don't know, it's some kind of craziness. And uh, that comment that maybe you're not the right person, I went, oh, okay, there's something to that. And then uh, Drew Knowles ran a uh, workshop and he said much the same thing. Uh, okay, it's time to jump in and find out what what else there might be. And I guess, should we go into that a little bit about personality? Well I like that. And I, I'd like to hold it right there for a second, because I think that's something that a lot of clients that come to speak with us actually do have to deal with at some point. You know, I've built, I love building this program. I love delivering transformational messages to people. I hate sales. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. yeah. Brian, tell me what, tell me what that's like, especially, I mean, I, I guess in some ways I'm, maybe I'm, I'm thinking too simply like, Coaches just know they have to go sell, but maybe they don't. So I'd love to kind of hear a little bit about what you wrestled with when you started to think maybe I shouldn't be doing the sales for my organization. Can you tell me more of how that started to unravel in your brain? Yeah, yeah. Well, to your assumption that uh, coaches should do sales, I mean, for me, coaches should do coaching. So, you know, I would love, I could do coaching well, maybe not seven days, but six days a week, I can do coaching, and you know, just uh, I just love it. And particularly when people get something that they didn't think was possible for them, you know, some result that they thought, "Wow, how could I ever accomplish that?" So they don't know themselves. It's so rewarding. I won't say that I do it for nothing, but you know, I just love coaching. So I love delivering, but then you got to do the work and find the work. And the finding the work is, you know, the initial conversations, all that part of it's all right. It's the, um, in Influential You, you talk a lot about the transaction cycle. And as you go around the transaction cycle, you get to that point where we're going to contract. You know, we're going to agree to do something. We're going to put some money up. And, you know, I guess it, the, my introduction to the uh, personality model that Influential You uses was really helpful in that. Yeah. Uh, should we talk about that a bit, Josh? We're going to talk about that too, because I, I, I really want to hammer it home though, because you're also a performer. And with one of the things that we talk about with performers is that they like to make invitations, but that yeah. still doesn't mean that they necessarily like sales. So 
if we can just, I'm going to have you focus on sales. What is it about sales that you just, you, you didn't enjoy it. You don't really like it. What was that struggle like? Just maybe even that word might even send shivers down your spine. I'm not sure, but tell me a little <laughs> bit about that. And, and when you're hearing like, well, I'm a performer and maybe I shouldn't be doing the sales. I'd love to hear what your brain was ping ponging around when you, when you heard all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, look, I was already skeptical coming into it for you. I liked a lot of the IP and things you talk about the personality model. I was like, Oh, I've seen so many personality profiles and I'm done with them really. You know, it's, it's a good guide, but it doesn't really help all that much. And then I did the quiz, which um, I'm sure that'll be in the show notes. Um, uh, it came out that I was a performer personality. So I like people in relationships. Yeah, yeah, okay, but then, like, I'm looking at you, Josh. You know, you're a performer personality, and you're a great salesperson. I was like, What's up with me? I don't, I don't seem to have that same sales ability. And I think as I got into the fundamentals of transaction and started to understand a bit more about well, what the personality model was saying about the performer personality, is um, you know the term I've heard you use on several podcasts is you know, we're, we're habitual people pleasers. You know, so there'd be a point in the in the transaction. So we're looking at a coaching program, we're seeing what it's going to do for you. We're excited about that. But then there's a, well, you're going to do it? Are you going to get the money? Going to put the money up? You know, it's that murky conversation for me, murky, that I start to think, oh, you know, what about the relationship? It might they might think badly, they might think I'm pushy or, you know, it's crazy, I know, but that's <laughs> the kind of um, thought process that would occupy my mind. In fact, I thought, this is wrong, I'm not a performer personality at all because I, I can't really see myself in that uh, sales role. Mm, mm. Well, before we get back to all those answers and we, we ask our viewers, do you really believe that this wonderful man could be a salesy type. I can't wait to jump into that with you, Brian, because it's going to be a fun answer, I think, because uh, yeah, well, we'll get into that in a second. But before I do that, I'm going to make sure that we take care of our sponsor. And I'm going to use you too, Brian, on this, because if you guys haven't heard, the Influential You podcast is brought to you each week because of our program Thrive. Thrive is wonderful to teach. I've been able to sit along with John Patterson and use this. And Brian's on a majority of the calls with us and studying with us actively each week now when he can afford to make it. So if you would like to surround yourself with other ambitious business professionals, some with the knowledge and uh, experience like Brian and some that are a lot newer in their careers, come join us at Thrive. We'd actually love to give you a free 30-day trial that you heard Brian talking about there. And that code that you can use is 30 days at checkout and you'll get a free 30-day access to our Thrive program. You can also text the word THRIVE to this number, 805-262-9008, and the details will be texted to you. Once again, you can text the word THRIVE to 805-262-9008, and we will get you information. Come join us on the Thrive program. Now, Brian, I think what I like about all of this is really that I that concept that you started to realize, hey, you know what, this really isn't necessarily the business that I wanted to do. I'm finding myself assessing the business, inventing the business, 
Now inviting people to find out about my business, presenting it to them, contracting with them, fulfilling with it, measuring, completing, and doing it all over and over and over again. But there was something about that spot in inviting them to come and and take your program with you that you just didn't like the rub. And then you get into the program, you start learning about the levers of influence, the ideas that you and I are constantly influencing one another from Cialdini, using unity, reciprocity, commitment and consistency, liking, authority, social proof, and scarcity. And then you're also working with these different quote unquote personalities, which really are just their exchange styles. And you probably started to notice different ways of exchanging with others that became more natural to you. Would you talk a little bit about kind of putting all those things together and what that started to do for you in your business? Did you start to get easier to communicate with others? Tell me a little bit of like practical, like what what was that like when you started studying there? Yeah, I certainly did, Josh. I think that's the thing that um, sort of turned my thinking about the personality model. It just seemed to be a simple, elegant kind of model. And I could start to think about as I'm talking to people. So it sort of manifested in a couple of different stages in the in the transaction cycle. So, you know, I could sort of see as I'm talking to people about some breakdown they're having. So it could be around their career and, well, you know, what they're known for and seeing that maybe they're not known for anything particular. And I could see how I could address that with different kind of personalities in mind. So, you know, for the performers, you could start to talk to them a bit about, well, you know, how's this going to help with your relationships and, you know, the kind of uh, people you've got to work with and with the people who are the inventors, like you are thinking about the future and where your career wants to be. And, you know, it could really help with a lot with the pitch Josh, you know, for the judges, you know, they'd want to know, well, how's it work? And, you know, how long does it take? And, you know, they want all the facts and data up front. And the producers want to know, well, how much work's going to be involved? And, you know, how do I have to allocate time in my diary and oh, my calendar, as you say? Um, so it really helped in that early stage in the in the kind of pitching work. And then, then it also helped with clients. So... You know, a recent example, I'm working with a judge personality. Now, I have an exercise, Judge, where I get people to think about it's a career transition he's going through and have people think about the future. Now, I know for a judge personality, as we talk about it in Influential Youth, that's a difficult question. You know, what's the future going to look like, even 12 months out? Um, But, you know, if I was asking him, well, if you look back in the past at all the jobs you've had and you just came up with a list of your greatest hits, what are the what are the things that made each of those jobs great? Like there might be some components you didn't like, but what were the bits you liked in all your jobs in the past and put them together? That's your greatest hits. That's your playlist of things you're looking for to have a, like a compilation of what you want in your future. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do that. Whereas asking the question to think about the future for a judge person, that was a very difficult question. So it's yeah. sort of come uh, in much more into my uh, coaching too, uh, Josh. I can see, aha, uh-huh, this person I'm working with, and I need to talk to this inventor much more about including people. You know, you've got a great idea, you're off and running, you look over your shoulder and go, where is everybody? Well, you haven't brought them along with you. You know, or the producer just want to, 
go to work and do it themselves. Oh, it's just easier to do it myself. <laughs> well, it is, but it's not sustainable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I think what's, what's what I'm hearing is, is kind of like, it's kind of naturally rolling off your tongue now to kind of look at people in the in, in intricate way that they are showing up in transactions, in exchanges with others, and being able to use those skill sets and those tools to kind of move them where they need to go within their leadership style or their leadership qualities or the things that you do. And on top of that, you know, also move with them when it's time to sign up for your programs or to do some of that. And Brian, this is a trick question, but I'm, I'm sure it just fixed itself overnight and just reading about these personalities suddenly <laughs> made you an easy salesperson. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, I'd love to say that, Josh. It's not a, it's not an overnight fix, but I mean, maybe two things to say. So, um, one is you, you mentioned the levers of influence and I, I love the way you can just memorize those and rattle them off and, um, anyhow, kudos to you. But the, the last one you mentioned, scarcity, I, I think I realized, and, um, all, all, uh, compliments to Marty Power who ran the fundamental transaction that I was in and you were part of, she was saying, I think you, you don't have enough scarcity with your offer. Yeah. Okay, that's a, that was an interesting concept. I think she was onto something. And uh, what I mean by it is, or what I think she was meaning by it is, if I made my presentation, I've given someone my offer, they're considering it. And often in my sales cycle, it takes a long time for them to consider it. They might have to go back to their boss to see if there's a budget. And, you know, it can take a while. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, you take whatever time you want. That's fine. No problem. Don't want to upset the apple cart. Instead of saying, well, no, my offer's open for a week or two weeks and, you know, it's great if you do, it's fine if you don't, but there it's open. And that has started to, you know, I've had to learn, you often talk in influence you about declining. Yeah. Uh, and often I saw that as for well, declining things that are coming at me, but you're also declining to uh, have your offer sitting out there just not doing anything. It's not respecting what's that Kirkland Tibble saying, Josh, I'm relying on your superpower yeah, of memory. Respect your, respect your own offer. No one else will. That's right. I started to see, okay, I'm not respecting my offer. Yeah. I'm not valuing my offer by having it just sit out there. And a couple of times recently I've said, no, no, thank you. We'll, we'll move on. And, or if I don't hear from you, we're moving on. And that has prompted, you know, a much more urgent response. Yeah. Well, and you also discovered that, you know, as a performer, you give away the farm too often and you want to be a people pleaser and you're inclined, yeah. you know, someone hears you're a coach and they call you up for free advice. And yeah. you've actually had to learn to get comfortable with declining and saying, yeah. you know what, I, I really do have to, you have to forgive me. I'm not going to let you pick my brain. If you'd like to pick <laughs> my brain, the course is 5550 and it starts on Monday. Are you paying cash or card? And that rolls off my tongue very easily because of my training, but it doesn't necessarily work right away. And some people need time to practice these things. And you're someone that I believe uh, exemplifies deliberate practice. And when we teach deliberate practice, we talk about it um, from the book, Talent is Overrated. And in that book, it talks about the five parts of uh, practice. When, when deliberate practice is done well, it has these five elements. It's number one, designed to improve performance. 
Number two, repeated a lot. Uh, feedback is available. Uh, hard mentally, not much fun. Mm -hmm. And all of that is in the fundamentals of transaction program where we're practicing those things. But it's also in our priority and practice program, which you took after the fundamentals of transaction program to help with some of the, uh, I'll say, skill sets of, of sales. Would you tell me a little bit of what the practice in the priority and practice program, how that helped you to kind of get more comfortable with saying no or even kind of selling <laughs> your, your, your items? Yes. Yeah. No, look, um, maybe preface that, uh, Josh, with... Uh, seeing what I got from Fundamentals of Transaction, which I built on in the Priority and Practice program in Fundamentals of uh, Transaction, I really saw that um, I needed to to do the work of the program. You've got to allocate study time. And I, I realised that I had not been allocating time for study. Mm. You know, it was a bit, I kind of dissed study really. Oh, who needs, you know, just do this school of hard knocks and, you know, go out, talk to people and learn that way. But um, I think it's a podcast you did with uh, Ross Clement, who's also a Melbourne alumni. Yep. And he was talking about, well, the reason he do study is to increase his value. And I went, oh, yes, that's such a good idea, isn't it? You know, you really want to uh, add to, you know, your specialised knowledge and what you can offer people by study. And uh, so I thought I much need to get much more disciplined about uh, scheduling time for study. And then I thought, well, priority practice seems to be the next step then. How do you turn that into habits and practices? And it was a really a game changer for me, Josh. And uh, I think what I was seeing in the priority practice program was I was not honouring the agreements I had with myself. So I was scheduling time all right, Um but then the ones that were about me, I was like, oh, well, that doesn't matter because it's only for me. So, yeah. you know, I don't need to do the go to the gym or I don't need to do the walk. Or, um, whereas so if I'd made a commitment with you or anyone else, I'd be very zealous about making sure I yeah. kept it. But the ones with me, I was like, ah, oh, whatever. And then, you know, so how can you, how can you offer real value if you're not keeping the integrity of your agreements with yourself intact. It's so good, Brian. And I, it's something I see a lot of performers do. A lot of human beings do it as well. But in my coaching and when I'm working with clients, I'm seeing that a lot of the performers, those you know, constructivist personalities, are so about others that they would never treat themselves or they would never treat others the way they treat themselves. And then they find yeah. that when I do start to treat myself in a way where I actually respect my offer, things go well. And it sounds like what you learn in Fundamentals of Transaction about measuring things, holding tasks in your calendar, getting things done was solidified by your ability to practice that in prior year practice and continue to work on those measures and making sure that you're giving yourself the time to feed yourself so that you can feed uh, your clients. Anything to say about that? Yeah, well, in the Priority and Practice Program, it's, it's great that you've got this level of accountability to say, well, I, I am going to have these habits and I'm going to say that I'm going to observe them and there's going to be a consequence if I don't meet them. Just even having the accountability of uh, working with a group, um, it's a really powerful thing because, you know, Money Power would each week put the results up there and 
you know, you've got to just go through the embarrassment of if I haven't done what I said I would do, you know, nothing's going to happen that's too dire, but it's just we're accountable human beings. So we want to, you know, make sure we do what we said we would do. So I found that really valuable just to then get the habits uh, grounded. And I think the other thing to say as a performer personality that I'd identify with, Josh, is you've only really got to mention the word scheduling to uh, performers and they start going nuts. You know, like, oh, I like my freedom. I don't want to be pinned down to, you know, times and dates and things. I just, you know, let's just go with the flow. But um, I think it's been a revelation that... Uh, there's actually a freedom in committing. There's actually freedom in scheduling and planning. You know, now I'm still in a study group from Priority and Practice, and we, we're just using it for planning. Yeah. You know, we'll talk about what the barriers are and so on, but, you know, we'll be on our group call and we'll just go to our schedules and plan for the next five or six weeks looking, at, looking ahead. Yeah, and I've started even uh, as a result of that doing it. Ruth and I do it each week now. We kind of look at our because we were like bumping into each other. She's busy, I'm busy, and oh, I didn't know you were. Oh, how come? Oh, so now we can look. Oh, so you're going to the city on this day, and you know, let's get those people over that day. And, and by the way, just Ruth will be very happy that you put her picture in. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, she's beautiful. And you please let her know I can't wait to meet her. Uh, so I love that. And here's here's what I love about what you're saying, because it's kind of leading us to what you learned, uh, you know, what life's like now. And it's a couple of things that you wrote down. I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to read what you wrote and then have you uh, kind of wrap it up right there with kind of what life's like now. You said planning now looks liberating instead of tyranny. Keeping my agreements and commitments with myself is as important as keeping them with others. And finally, the environment of outstanding people around me has me play at an even more elite level. I would love for you to unpack one of those, three of those, whichever speaks to you on what life's like now it, it, that you've kind of finished the Fundamentals of Transaction Program in PIP. Yes, Josh. Um... Can I tell a story about that? Please, please, please. <laughs> There's always a story. There's always a narrative with uh, performer personality. If I take you back to my uh, younger days, much, much younger, before I had grey hair, um, I was a good tennis player. I wouldn't say outstanding, but I was a good tennis player. And I had a friend who was a champion. He was a re very good tennis player. And he said one day, come and play with his brother and his sister, who were also, you know, in the my hometown, they were the like champions of the hometown. So like, oh, okay, we're going to play with these, you know, really great players. I played the best tennis I've ever played. I think it was just the environment I was in, Josh, that, you know, I wouldn't have those words for it back then, but it's just something about playing with those kinds of people that lifted my game. And I think that's a big take a, often we kind of skip over that in Influential You, and I know you have talked about it, but I, I couldn't sort of say enough about it. You get to play with people who are really up to something in life. We you call it ambitious adults. Mm -hmm. It's not ambition in the sense of, you know, greedy and grasping. It's like people who've got particular aims in life and they're, 
going for them. Mm -hmm. And I found the environment of being around those kind of people, it really just lifts my game to a whole new level. Uh, so I just love that and um, can't get into the, of the people. I suppose it's a performer thing too, isn't it, that, you know, you enjoy bouncing off of people and, you know, like you said earlier that um, some of your contributions, you, you it took me through how to use the 13 steps. Have you got any big thing in mind? Pull out the 13 steps template and go through that. I mean, it was really great coaching. So, you know, I think if you're, if you're open to it, if you're open to being coachable, you know, there's people around you in, in Influential You who are just uh, inspiration to be around. Um, so, yeah, I, I couldn't recommend it highly enough for, for that reason alone, Josh, that you put yourself in an environment where people are studying, you know, learning influence up to something in their lives and, you know, are generous in, you know, their connections and their willingness to share things with you. And yeah. Yeah. And I, I'll say this because now looking back at those three things, planning now looks like liberating instead of tyranny, keeping agreements with myself is as important as keeping them with others. And the environment of outstanding people around me has me playing at an elite level. What we aren't talking about and what's not being said is that right before the program, you took a spill and what did you break your, your, your tailbone and you still did all of the hard work. And in fact, it was able to kind of free you up in a little bit so that all you could do was that hard work necessary. But having that environment of people around you helped you kind of get that going. Yeah. helped you keep those agreements because if you didn't, you know, you were going to have issues. <laughs> That's not something you just come back from. And I imagine it took a significant amount of more thinking and planning in order to get all that going, especially a few months after having a brand new wife and a wedding. I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm very inspired by the amount of work that you did in your fundamentals of transaction program to prove to us little young whippersnappers that, hey, we can learn new tricks. And I'm, I'm just really inspired. Now, speaking of those new tricks, we like to have a, a spot at the end of the podcast episode where we allow our guests to kind of tell us about their expertise and a little bit of transactionalism through their expertise. What have you brought for us today? Well, uh, I mean, I would reiterate the thing about put yourself in an environment of really great people. That's something that Influential You offers that I think is in itself worth taking. Um, the actual study uh, too though, Josh, I, you know, we've talked a lot today about the personality model. Uh, I think there's a lot of richness in that, that, um, you know, teams can work together more effectively. Um, you know, le leaders can use it to think about, okay, now who am I talking to? There's something I want to accomplish and, you know, I've got this business case and I want to present it and, but who am I talking to? You know, understand the personality of the uh, audience that they're trying to influence. And, you know, if it's their team, so I'm allocating this task to somebody, but is it, am I really understanding, is this the right person for this task or is it the right stage to use this person? It just adds a lot of richness to think about that personality model and how you might apply it in, in uh, teams working more effectively and leaders working more effectively. Um, so, you know, it's funny that I've gone from 
completely skeptical about it. You know, I was even rehearsing kind of a speech I'd give to John about personality models. I don't think they really work and so on. Um, you know, to hear me now on my soapbox saying it's a great tool to use in business. So um, anything's yeah. possible, Josh. Yeah, I, I love, you know, personality models are so funny because we, we teach one, but ours is all about the exchange. And when you're just focusing on that exchange, it's mm -hmm. so much easier than trying to just, you know, figure out someone's sign and make a judgment based off of that. Or any, it, and for me, it's, it's really fun to kind of be skeptical on those things and leave people like leave the lid open to let people be what people are because they're so complex. But um, I love what you're doing with leadership. In fact, I'd love to, I'm going to backsell your book. If you have not uh, heard of Brian Donovan before, this is Brian. I'm glad you met him. You need to go over to his website and pick up his book. It's called Leadership is Changing the Game, the Transition from Technical Expert to Leader. And that is at donovanleadership.com. And he's also got a new book coming out next year. Brian, tell us a little bit about the new book that you're working on. Uh, well, thanks, Josh. Yeah, the, the new book coming out is called The Gentle Art of Leadership. So it's trying to say that uh, the leaders who treat people well, who, who treat people with dignity and respect, you know, the kinds of things we teach in Influential You, um, they're the ones that get the best results. Now, you know, a lot of people go, oh, you're going to write a whole book about that? That seems pretty obvious, really, doesn't it? But yet, in in what we call in Influential You, we call the current, don't we, that... Uh, there's this, there's this pull in a certain direction. There's a lot of turmoil around at the moment. So it's kind of easy when you get caught up in, you know, adverse uh, circumstances to just revert to command and control style leadership. I'll just do what I say. And it's not really effective. Nope. You need to be able to find ways to bring people along and have them be great leaders. You know, that's your job as a leader, I think, is I had a, a niece, Ruth's niece, uh, was giving a, a speech at the end of her school captaincy for the primary school. She said, she said what she got out of being a leader was she gave, gave other people opportunities to be leaders. Hey, that's the well, Josh, I'm, I'm talking to people in their 40s and 50s who've never got that idea. <laughs> yeah. So your job, you know, that'll oh, wow. be what the next book talks about is how to get results through people through treating them well. I, I love that. That's part of my master's thesis. I actually studied a little bit about that. The ROI of a broke-ass musician uh, by just being nice. And imagine Willie Nelson is who I studied for my master's thesis. And that's the gentleman that I was able to point to and say, it helps to be nice in business. It's really good. Well, Brian, that's so, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it more later because I have to get to our Thrive program where I'm sure you're going to be on with us. And Brian, it has just been a joy to talk with you today. Thank you so much for a great year of study with me. And I, I look forward to doing many, many more of this. In fact, I was supposed to kind of hint to you that you need to come and bring that wife of yours to Hawaii with me uh, to our member <laughs> conference. But I'll, I'll pitch you another time. We'll, we'll get into some sales later. Uh, anything to say before you go? It's been a pleasure, Josh. I really love your work. And thanks for having me on. Oh, of course. It's my pleasure. And that's Brian Donovan. If you'd like to know more about Brian Donovan, please go to his website, donovanleadership.com and pick up his books. He's wonderful. You will absolutely enjoy him. Now, if you'd like to know more about us here at Influential U, please go to influentiallyu.global. If you go there, you can explore our courses, our consulting, and our conferences. And we offer a four-year curriculum for those who are seeking an advanced experience, similar to what you heard Brian talk about, 
However, if you're brand new to Influential You, or maybe this is the first time you've listened to us, we recommend that you start with Thrive. Thrive is our self-guided training. Thrive is a self-guided program that lets you learn at your own pace and even meet people like Brian or even Anna Stover, who is literally listening to us right now, probably not too far away from Brian. Uh, and so you can join us on those, be in that gymnasium and level up your own skills with other ambitious business professionals. Our Thrive members enjoy weekly live e-coaching sessions and an ever-expanding library of exclusive video lessons with our faculty, thought leaders, and industry experts. You'll get proven proprietary tools to accurately assess your career, and then you can develop a realistic strategy that helps you achieve your aims faster, even if you're an old dog trying to learn new tricks. Your membership also includes chat access to our faculty, plus discounts to our transformative conferences like Hawaii. I hope you come and do some aloha with me in January. Sign up today and use promo code 30DAYS for a free 30-day test drive of Influential Use Thrive program. Once again, that code is 30DAYS, 30-D-A-Y-S, and you may cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Go right now, InfluentialU.Global, and let's get you on the Thrive program. Thank you so much for listening today. We stream our podcast at 2 p.m. Pacific on our website, Facebook, LinkedIn, and anywhere that you can get really good podcasts so you can easily share it with others. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or any place that you get podcasts. Check out the show notes here in this episode so that you can connect with our guests. Uh, plus, you can get links to websites, books, or special downloads that we talked about on today's episode. This podcast is made possible by the Influential You staff, faculty, and our members all around the world. With a special thanks to our executive producer, Tyson Crandall, and contributions from John Patterson, our in-studio producer, Michael Teehee, Joey Anderley, Daryl Anderley, Paul West, and Liz Smiley. And a big special thanks to our guest, Brian Donovan. And you can find out more about Donovan Leadership by going to donovanleadership.com or checking in the show notes. The Influential You podcast is produced by Influence Ecology LLC in Ventura, California. And this episode was recorded on Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. Our podcast theme is by Chris Standring, entitled Fast Train to Everywhere. And if you haven't yet offered a rating or review, I ask that you take a moment, go to iTunes or your podcast app, and let us know what you think. This helps us so much more than you know. And we'll see you next time on the Influential You podcast.